You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 159 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the kitchen studio this week, as always, is my co-host Matt Smith. 159, how did that happen? I know, 159, we're, we're getting ever closer to 200, I know, which is really good. It. Yeah, it's really scary, isn't it? I know. We're going to have to do something really special for our 200. We are, we? we've yeah. got something in the pipeline, we but we can't say anything. No, So you join us then on the 7th of April, it's Friday, it's uh, 22 minutes past 7. For Friday! In the evening here in the UK. before Easter. I know, and we've got uh, a fully loaded chat room this mm. evening. We've got uh, evening. our uh, good friend Barbara is in the, the chat room. We've uh. got uh, Owens in the chat room, our guest from last week. Who? Um, I don't know. Yeah, we've got uh, Micah, Mariana P, Mark Harvey, Mash is in the chat room, Matt Caton, who's in Vegas, our mm. T-shirt model, Matt Caton. He's sunning himself in Las Vegas at the moment. So thanks for joining doing? us. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. What on <laughs> earth is he doing listening to us when he should be I, no, in somewhere gambling? Know. He's having breakfast apparently he yeah right? he's having okay. breakfast at the moment before a heavy day of gambling i should uh, probably yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's probably already spent his first two grand in the last two As days he, right okay uh, we've mm. got neville bounds right. in I've the chat room yeah, yeah we yeah. yeah. and uh, richard king and mm. uh, a good handful of people who aren't logged into youtube as well watching okay good moment, right so. excellent but uh, we have got a guest joining us on the show this evening, and uh, it's uh, someone that it you wouldn't be to PTUK without him. Well, I know, would it? Yeah, and it's someone that everyone knows and loves. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the uncle of the show. Yeah, we say he's the uncle oh, of the show. You're I know. So <laughs> are, we, well, are we not allowed to say granddad? Has that no. been, has that been vetoed? He's too now, young. Has it? He's too young for that. <laughs> oh, so rude. welcome onto the show, our very very good friend and our main man, Micah. Whee. Hello, everyone. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank yeah, you for coming on, Mike. Last minute, as always. Last minute, yeah. You know, we like to organize <laughs> these things well, obviously. Thanks, Fortunately, you know, I was all set. I had the hat ready. It I know, threw on absolutely. the sweatshirt, and here I, I am. I even got a cup for my ginger ale. Indeed. Oh, well, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was just looking through the Twitter messages uh, feed uh, f- a few uh, moments ago and looking at the, the the pictures of the is it the the pot pot roast or the uh, the meatloaf Ooh. no the oh, meatloaf the meatloaf, mm. the meatloaf oh. you done yeah last yeah. last week lovely yeah it looked very nice Micah oh. so um, it came out great yeah, good, it good. looked nice yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Can we when, stop talking about food when, now, please? When Micah comes here next year, you see, he's going to cook um, cook us a, a, pot, a meat he, roast here. When he comes meat, here next meat, year, okay. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Does he know that? Yeah, he does know that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, I'll be happy to do. Yeah. I'll be happy to do that. Actually, we'll probably do pot roast so I can make minestrone soup right after. Oh, yes. Sounds yes, good. Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, as I said, we're here for episode 159. We've got uh, loads of news stories to get through this week, mm. and we've also got, as well, a very nice recording sent in to us from Captain Al from Royal Jet. Uh, he sent us in uh, a bit of audio and also a mm. tiny little bit of video about his trip yes. that uh, he's just had to Florida. Mm. Um, he's just—he's I think he's back now, actually, but he flew... Um, uh, actually, Al flew on a proper aircraft. Mm. He flew on a Boeing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he sent us some good feedback about it. So we've got that to play as well. We haven't got a segment from Pip this week. Nope, Pip nope. is unfortunately playing rugby. No, he's not playing rugby. He's on a rugby tour. He's on a rugby tour. Absolutely. And actually, yeah. he is uh, he's probably about fan, 
35, 40 Fa- miles away from yeah, us? Yeah, he's not far from us now in, in yeah. Holt. Yeah, up so in North Norfolk. Far, yeah. North Norfolk, yeah, mm. so he's not far from us now. But mm. So we haven't got a segment from Pip, but as I said, we have got the feedback mm. there from uh, from Captain Al. We've also got some photos as well, which uh, were mm. sent in by Matt Caton, who's in the chat room at the moment, yes. uh, of his uh, upper-class experience on yeah. the Dreamliner Very with good. Virgin, yes. Yes. which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have got just a little bit of housekeeping to do before yes. we kick off As it is show. the start of the month. As it yeah, is the start of the month. The month, yeah. yeah. So, cue music. Oh, look at that. I'll tell you what. Oh, I've been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you do it for the money, really. No, I know. Money? Honestly. You, you said money? What? Money? Sorry. <laughs> What's coppers. That? Coppers. Okay, that's coppers. much more like it. Yeah, absolutely. So, as you know, that is the music, our Patreon music for mm. the Earl Grey Fund. And uh, we've had... Uh, well, we've, we've had our, our little payout this month from uh, from Patreon, which is obviously goes towards all the running costs of the show, our uh, fees for different bits and pieces, and also it's covering our uh, trip to uh, Pittsburgh in May for the air show, which we're going to. And uh, we've also uh, we've also brought invested in a, a little bit of kit this month, haven't we, Matt? For uh, for yes, our videos. Yes, we have. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got a, a little mini video camera which we've got uh, ordered, which we're going to mm. use for yes. our trip to uh, well trip to. Well, many trips where we're going, going this year. We've got, we've got a lot of trips. Uh, we've got a lot yeah. of trips planned this yeah. year now, uh, mm. so we're going to use it for that. So we're going to say a massive thank you to all our Patreon donators who very kindly donate to the show each month. Mm. Uh, we've got uh, Doctor Steph, mm. uh, Stuart Black, Adrian Meacham, Jeff Newman, yeah. uh, Liz Piper, Adam Spink, uh, Matt Donemeyer, Jeff Ward, Ben Todd, York Mola, Philip Labe. Uh, Captain Al, Adam Spink, Matthew Buntingframe, uh, the lovely Myla, Ryan Harper, our lovely Jenny from Rome, Jenny Parkinson, uh, Schutbacher as well, and Ray Williams. So a massive thank you to all you guys who again have uh, helped contribute towards the show and uh, have looked after me and Matt by being fantastic people. So don't forget, if you want to donate to the show, you can do if you just go to our website over at uh, www.plaintalkinguk.com. There's a link on there you can click on and you can uh, either do a normal uh, kind of a, a PayPal donation, yes. a one-off donation, yes. Yes, yes, yes. or you can join uh, the Patreon team and uh, make a donation to the show via there. Mm. We really, really do. I mean, it does mm. really, really it makes, uh, a, huge makes a huge difference to us and mm. uh, we really do appreciate you guys who donate. Mm. So massive thanks to you uh, again this month. So there we go. And don't forget, for those of you who are coming to Pittsburgh, uh, in May, we, uh, me and Matt are going to be there in full force. We certainly are. Um, with bells With on. bells and yeah. whistles and everything. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we, we certainly wait. do hope that uh, as mm. many of you can join us in yeah. Pittsburgh uh, for the show this year. Because our main man, Michael, will be there as he well. He will indeed, absolutely. To be able to see him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Pittsburgh. It's only five weeks away. Oh, yeah, and there are so, so many people I'm looking so forward to seeing, including you guys. And Neville's coming out and Barbara Parrish is coming out and... Mm. Uh, Jenny from uh, um, some unnamed Midwestern airport will be there, and Liz Piper's coming down from Toronto. And uh, it's going to be so much. Oh, fun. it's going to be a great group of people. Yeah. Uh, Matt Caton says, "I've got to say goodbye now. I've got a date with. I think he means crepes table. Oh, um, the craps table. Yeah, yeah, the craps yeah. table. That's nice, isn't it? It sounds uh, messy. It does sound messy. It's not something you should have at breakfast, certainly. <laughs> uh, but uh, there we are. Never mind. Oh, we'll give we'll give Matt a, a wave anyway. We will. He goes. Absolutely. Take care, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Matt. Okay. Right then, should we uh, should we do some aviation news? Yes. Oh, before we before we kick off the news, oh, what's, uh, what's if, for those of you guys who are going to stay with us till the end of the show Ooh. tonight, we've got for those of you who are not in our Twitter chat, uh, BFF. Mm. 
uh, Twitter feed. Yes. We have got some really good news for something we're doing uh, in a week's mm. time, what me yes. and Matt have been uh, yeah. been asked to do. So we're going to let you know about yeah. that later on in the show. <laughs> well, so does, does Matt have a chaperone for his, for his RT trip to Pittsburgh? What's that? What's that? Somebody explain what that means. No? Okay. Anyway, somebody going with you, traveling with you, oh, round trip see. to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to go on my own. He's got to go on his own. I know, I know, but it's all right. Owen did a very good job, and, and Captain Al between yeah. them, they've done a very good job. I'm sure I'll be fine. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to start the show then, <laughs> as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So, if you're ready, Matt. No. Okay. <laughs> and if you're ready, Micah. Ready in the firing line. Let's go. <laughs> So, kicking off this week's first news story, then, is on the timeout.com website. Timeout. Timeout. Time Timeout. Yeah. Time <laughs> and the headline, a four... Well, I mean, we talk about this quite a lot, upgrades on airlines, but you mm, can get them airline. if you try. Uh, a four-step guide to scoring an airline upgrade. So, for these of you who travel long distances on uh, airlines, on the big airlines... Uh, and travel economy, as um, well, I I do. Matt's mm-hmm. obviously flying yes, premium yes. to yes, Pittsburgh. Yes. Obviously, um, yes. nothing but the best. But for, for us <laughs> poor people here who have to travel hey. in economy, uh, <laughs> oh dear, cattle class, cattle class. Yes. <laughs> so there's four a four step guide to scoring okay. an airline upgrade. Right. So though it often seems like an impossible goal, it's still possible to nab an airline upgrade these days. Here are four tried and tested ways to get bumped up to business class. Uh, so the first one on the list is to bid an upgrade. Uh, a bid to upgrade system is now offered on Qantas, Virgin Australia, Air New Zealand, uh, Cathay Pacific, Etihad Airways and Singapore Airlines. You'll be invited to bid for the upgrade by the airline and then they'll have to select your offer and then you'll be told if it's a good or bad bid. Right. Sometimes the entry level offer will work, but after a little more you should be more successful should be successful. Okay. So right. bid for an upgrade. So okay. no, good. No, I'm not flying with any of those. No, okay. Splendid. Next. Uh, yeah. so number two <laughs> is uh, use points to upgrade. One Ooh. of the best value Qantas upgrades right now is from flexible economy to premium economy between Sydney and the Los Angeles for only 18,000 points one yeah, way. Surely that rather suggests that you do some frequent flying you must in order some. to be able to get You'd need to be Brian Coleman to yes. get those kind of points. <laughs> hey. uh, that's a tad more than a Sydney to Melbourne economy right. reward okay, seat good. tip. Okay. Uh, so a tip for that is to select the option for also being upgraded at mm. the gate. There's also a chance of a no-show. Always a chance Ooh. of a no-show. Mm. Uh, number three on the list is pay to upgrade at the airport. Uh, in some instances, the cost of the jumps uh, to a seat in business class can be as little as one-tenth of the cost of what the seat is selling for. Wow. Uh, British Airways, Fiji Airways and Hawaiian Airlines uh, mm-hmm. are three airlines that offer this to and from Australia to oh. so get to the airport early. Okay. Yeah. I always do. Of course, yes. You're yes. usually there five hours but before six you need years to before. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Number four on the list is score a free upgrade. Ooh, now, I've managed this that. once. Have you? Yeah, with, uh, with Emirates. Did you? Yeah, I flew business class. Did you? Um, so that those with loyalty status on the airline will be selected first. Uh, even without, uh, it's possible for the best chance to have a fully flexible airfare. Don't have any unusual meal requests. Well, we've covered that before, didn't we? We have indeed, Because yes. they won't be able to accommodate them in your newly no. upgraded no. seat. Yeah. And of course, dress well and be polite. Now, that's oh, two yes. things I can definitely guarantee you will uh, mm. will push you closer to getting a possible mm. upgrade when flying with uh, the well, big, uh, big, uh, bu- mm. you know, the big value airlines or the big... Uh, 
big airlines. So mm. there we go. Mm. Um, food for thought there for those of you who haven't tried it before, but mm. uh, it's always worth asking and being nice. You know, and there is a fifth thing there too that they left out, I think, that's kind of important that I think worked for you one time, Carlos. What's that? And that fifth item is know someone. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, of <laughs> yes. course. Yes, that absolutely. is very true, Mike. Know someone in the business. Know someone yes. in the business, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 that, that does, uh, does help you in, in, the, in very good ways, yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Pip to uh, get me on his uh, hawker, but, you know. Right. Okay, good. Anyway. Excellent. Moving yes, on yeah. to the next story, <laughs> yep. Matt, which is for you. Yes, the next story. This is on the Echo. The Liverpool Echo.co.uk is the website. And the headline is, as per usual, a Ryanair story. It is Ryanair boss warns its flights may be suspended <clears throat> for weeks or months after Brexit. Now, and I can actually see <sighs> that there... No, I know, but... There is, there could possibly be be some issues here if if the government don't pull their finger out and get stuck in. Um, so whilst I'm normally a bit sort of anti, I'm, I'm actually with him on this one. A Ryanair boss, uh, a Ryanair boss, I think they mean the Ryanair boss, don't they? Uh, has warned that the flight might that flights the try that again. A Ryanair boss has warned the the airline might have to suspend flights from the UK after Brexit unless the government agrees an early deal on aviation. Ryanair, which operates dozens of services from Liverpool John Lennon Airport, as well as, of course, I mean, obviously this is from Liverpool, but it will presumably affect everything from Stansted to... Uh, to um, um, Luton and all sorts, won't it, has long warned about what Brexit could mean for its business. Now its Chief Financial Officer, um, Neil uh, Saran, has told the Guardian newspaper that it might have to suspend flights for weeks or even months unless the government puts contingency plans in place so it can keep flying between the UK and Europe. And while the airport analysts believe agreements will be reached to keep planes flying, Ryanair's warning could arm Liverpool could alarm Liverpool's passengers. Airlines in the EU and other countries can fly in or out of each other's territories under a series of agreements, including the EU EU US Open Skies deal. The EU has a single aviation market which some non-member countries, including Norway, can access. When the UK leaves the EU, it's possible that it will no longer be part of those agreements and will have to negotiate its own separate deals. Ryanair says that if no deal on airspace access has been agreed by 2019, then it would be, in theory, not possible to be able to fly between the UK and Europe. The airline has to prepare its schedule many months and years in advance and um, wants the government to end any uncertainty over its plans. Mr Saran told The Guardian, Europe has been very clear in recent, recent days that no deals are going to be put in place. They are not planning to put any special deals in place place. If there is a cliff-edge scenario with World Trade Organization rules and no bilateral agreement on open skies in place, there is a distinct possibility that there will be no flights for a period of time between Europe and the UK. Now, I'm pretty sure they're not going to let that happen, are they? I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. imagine the skies are like Ryanair. Yeah, yeah. The, the impact on business would be disastrous. He added, our message to Theresa May is please make your mind up quickly and get a decision on an air aviation deal and continue to keep Britain flying. Liverpool is one of Ryanair's most important bases. Just last week, Ryanair announced that it was adding more flights from Liverpool, including a new Copenhagen service next winter. Speaking to the Echo in January, Ryanair's outspoken chief executive, Michael O'Leary, said that he was worried what would happen to open skies deals. He said there was a real danger. The, the, 
there's a real danger the will Europeans say no you can't in open skies unless you're going to allow free movement of people I'm not going to read any more of the story because I think you know it sort of basically covers the same ground again and again I don't think they're not going to stop flying he's not going to stop flying Ryanair flights I mean you've only got our open flight radar 24 now and there's probably about 20 Ryanair flights within 100 miles of where we are now I mean I I agree I think think people need to hurry up and make their mind up about exactly you know they need because negotiations do take time and, and you know it's 2017 now um, they should be having these conversations now but uh, mm. see I'm kind of surprised because I, I didn't realise that it was actually the open skies agreement if you like was part of uh, involved countries that are part of the European Union I mean I assumed it was a European agreement do you know what I mean because although we're leaving the EU we mm. are still members of Europe yes so I sort yes. of assumed that things like the open sky policy etc would have actually been more more to do with the fact that we are a, a European country mm. and not necessarily a member of the EU. And my question would be this, too. If it's affecting Ryanair, or yeah. if Ryanair is talking about it, doesn't it mean it's going to be affecting every airline mm. that operates out of Europe, out of the UK? Mm. And if that's the case, then why is Ryanair talking about it? Just to garner more headlines and more advertising. <laughs> Well, I mean, there Which is, is what you said earlier. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there is an element of that. But uh, as I say, I'm actually kind of with with um, O'Leary on this one, if I'm honest, because I do think that they, you know, I do think our government do need to hurry up and actually, you know, start talking about these things. I mean, I'm sure behind closed doors, negotiations are already taking place with regard to that. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, I do yeah. think it's one of the few things that if they want to have a successful Brexit, one of the f- first things that they need to do is get everything in agreement you know get certainly when it comes to um you know flying from from the uk to europe because i mean there are i mean there's a lot of stuff that goes over the uk that doesn't even come here so i'm just reading the chat room at the moment oh, yes. mash has okay. just put sounds like laying down foundation to hike up fares mm, mm. i don't think i don't think i don't think that'll happen to be honest I don't think no. I don't think Ryanair's model will suddenly change just because no. you know I I don't know I, I I can see the I can see the logic but then hey the people in the chat room are far more experienced when oh, it yeah. comes to aviation <laughs> and things than I will ever be so uh, so moving on know. to the next yep. story Micah if uh, if you could take this one for you sure Norwegian Airlines launches a low cost transatlantic flights to Seattle and Denver. Ooh. Hmm. Doesn't that sound interesting? They're going everywhere now. Mm-hmm. You can fly into New York with them, except really 70 miles north of New York, but they're going to call it New York. <laughs> That's okay. Now, now. <laughs> the low-cost airline Norwegian has stepped up its battle against existing transatlantic airlines by announcing two new routes from Gatwick to the U.S. On the 16th of September, 2017, it will fly to Denver, initially twice a week, but with added service in the winter, when the Colorado airport is popular with skiers. And I must say that if you have not skied in Colorado or out west in Salt Lake City in that area, it's unbelievable. The snow is powdery and dry. You can't imagine dry snow if if you haven't felt it before. Mm. Anyway, the following day, the first Gatwick Seattle service will begin, flying four times a week to the biggest city in Washington State, which happens to be home of Amazon and Microsoft. British Airways flies to both cities from Heathrow. Virgin Atlantic has just taken over the Heathrow-Seattle route from its partner Delta. And that's an interesting story in and of itself that I'll get back to. Uh-oh. <laughs> Norwegian says its current U.S. schedule is operating at over 90% full. Earlier this week, Jorn Koss, CEO of Norwegian, hinted he was looking at longer range links, saying the Dreamliner has a low operating cost with enough range. Uh, the aircraft is built for 18 hours of utilization. 
and I'm going to skip down a little bit. And British Airways it's, uh, and its parent company, IAG, has responded increasingly aggressively to Norwegian's expansion. BA is competing head-to-head from Gatwick to Fort Lauderdale in Florida and Oakland in California, uh, while I, the I, new IAG subsidiary level will take on Norwegian transatlantic links from Barcelona. So Norwegian is just expanding and trying to offer low-cost fares. And... Um, I think that's very interesting. And, oh, the other thing that they said is Gatwick is seeking to expand its long-haul network, particularly on business routes. Norwegian isn't going to be a business-class airline. It, it never has. It's a <laughs> no, low-cost no. carrier. And Gatwick is, I'm sure, a cheaper place to operate from. Certainly. Yeah, mm. But they're... Um, yeah. as, as Cheap, you said, cheaper than Heathrow, I'm, I'm certain of, yeah. But, yeah, they're using the uh, the Dreamline. Uh, Norwegian has these, uh, the Dreamline, the Dash 8s on that right, on the, uh, on that route. But, uh, right. It, it means Which they cheap. can take out of service from uh, from the east coast of the U.S. because now they're getting the uh, the 737 Maxes that they can run mm. to the east coast so they can use those Dash 8s to go a little further west. Yeah, yeah. But it means it's cheaper to come and see you, Micah, or to, to, uh, well, to yeah, come across absolutely. to the U.S. Yeah, definitely, yeah. For us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And and I was going to get back to that part about um, Virgin Atlantic just mm. took over the Heathrow-Seattle run. Mm. It's interesting. Seattle is the home base of Alaska Airlines, and Alaska Airlines is a fabulous carrier with uh, uh, great reviews and does a wonderful job, and they really cover all of Seattle, and Delta's been going head-to-head with them. And I suspect that Delta and Virgin worked it out so that Delta would need not need to go head-to-head with them and be able to free up some of its fleet to go to other places mm. from Seattle. So. I'm just yeah. guessing, but uh, it makes sense to me. Yeah, because we know that uh, that Wow Air are going to be flying to wow. Pittsburgh. Wow Air, <laughs> they're going to be travelling to uh, to Pittsburgh nonstop. Um, from, wow, from that's June. some story. Uh, well, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mike, you're a legend. They've, uh, they've, yeah. just, they've, just, they've got that a little bit uh, too late. Really, that would have been handy to. Yeah, it would have been uh, just a month that. too long. And I, you know, I tweeted them. Did I tell mm. you I tweeted them when no. they announced it on Twitter? And I tweeted them. And I said, "Can't you go a month earlier?" Yeah, absolutely. They didn't yeah. respond. No, yeah. Michael, we can't. Yeah, what? They didn't respond. How rude. They didn't respond. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I, just, anyway, yeah. I was just actually looking on Norwegian's website to see, how much, uh, to see how much a ticket to Denver would be uh, wow. um, flying this weekend. What, with, wow. With, uh, no, with Norwegian. With Norwegian. Yeah, right, with sorry. Norwegian flying from Gatwick to Denver. Mm-hmm. And I'm They're just, not flying out there until September, though, is when they start. Yeah, I've just put uh, for September, this is yes. um, flying from Gatwick to, there we go. So from Gatwick to Denver in September, uh, this is on the 16th of September, for just for argument's sake, this is, um, they're going to do this trip return um, oh, wow. with Norwegian. It's going to cost us £419, which wow. is really Round cheap, trip, actually. Return. Yeah, return trip. Four hundred wow. nineteen oh, wow. pounds, which is... <laughs> oh, no, Norwegian, sorry. Yeah, no. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but that's, uh, that's really quite cheap. Yeah, it is. Um, it is really cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, oh, uh, speaking of wow, air. Um, it's uh, I, I, I can't get I can't get it to work now. There we go. It's uh, sorry. <laughs> if you want to f- actually, if you want to fly premium, mm-hmm. like you are with yeah. uh, United, but if you want to fly premium yeah. on the same route, it's just over a thousand pounds. Yeah. Uh, spe- <laughs> wow. Spe- speaking yeah. of wow, wow. Look what a, a certain member of the chat room put. Um, Oh, that, found that, in the that's background. That's a nice view. That is absolutely. I wonder yeah. where that might be. Yeah, it's, it's like the Ryanair seven three sevens having a 
having, having <laughs> giving birth giving birth yeah to a, to a wow <laughs> to a wow aircraft wow well they say you know young aircraft you know it's like you know young people know. what comes out is a funny colour isn't it <laughs> so next story yeah, moving indeed. on okay well, is, sorry uh, is from, is have I me. taken the podcast down a rather no, dark route all. have I right <laughs> uh, next next uh, story is uh, is is mine and, uh, oh that just, was in Dublin by the way just sorry. for a, just yeah. for a, um, a change I'm going to do the Ryanair one are you well. oh goody I'm so pleased this is on the Sun's website this okay. one right. and yeah. the headline is, the headline is plain childish yeah, right. uh, yes, yes, Ryanair right. threatens to double uh, fee for taking a child on board a flight to forty pounds. No, they're not. After losing a landmark legal battle, oh, 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 oh. so the fee for taking a child under the age of two on a flight could rise to forty pounds to cover mm. a change in compensation rules. Oh, Budget airline Ryanair has threatened to double the fee for taking a child on the flight after losing its legal battle, and the judge ruled this week that uh, an infant passenger or infant passengers are going to be entitled to flight delay compensation. Wow! So uh, at the moment, Ryanair can uh, Ryanair charges twenty pounds per child under the age of two per flight. If the airline fails to win an appeal against today's ruling, it said it would consider pushing the fee up to forty pounds. Wow! The case was brought forward by a father. Oh, Ryan Air, Matt. Ryan. No, no. <laughs> the case was brought forward by a father who made He's a claim. He's far too quick for me. I know. <laughs> Uh, on behalf of his six-month-old daughter who sat on his knee during a flight from Lanzarote to Birmingham, which was delayed for more than nine hours in December 2015. Ryanair agreed to pay compensation to the father, but argued that his daughter was not entitled to compensation (laughs) under the regulation. But a judge this week ruled in favour of the young passengers, saying that he sees no justification for restricting the meaning of the word in this situation to exclude those without their own seat. Ryanair plans to appeal the ruling, but if it loses, it will be forced to pay uh, £342, or €400, for the claim. The ruling will also set precedent for passengers to claim flight delay compensation for children under the age of two on other airlines. In a statement, Ryanair said that uh, they've instructed their lawyers to immediately appeal this draft ruling. It's absurd that infants under two years of age who don't pay for an airline fare or occupy a seat can now apply for up to €250 compensation for a flight delay when their accompanying adults will already be compensated. Well, I see the point. They're chilled. They're under the age of two. They're not... um, kind of going to be aware of what they're doing I suppose on a, well you know what I mean I think that the there's a bigger issue here because I'm at this point hearing what this story I really see Ryanair's point because they're not passengers at that point they're luggage mm. you know they, they don't have a seat they're carry-on luggage that happen to be you're allowed to keep on your lap now yeah. I have other issues with that yeah. as well mm. because that's dangerous and I don't think that should ever be allowed there should not be a lap child rule Very and carry on children should not be allowed because it's dangerous it's dangerous for the child and it's dangerous for anybody else because mm. if there's an accident that child stops being a child yeah. and becomes a projectile true very true we very covered a story true. like that a few yeah, weeks yeah, back yeah. didn't Absolutely. we yeah. yeah very yeah. very very true indeed but Ryanair is, I believe, absolutely correct in this case because it's not a passenger. It's a piece of luggage that you're paying for That's true. to bring on as opposed to 
having a seat. I mean, there are many you people. Buy a seat, you know, there's no question. There are many people who will be sort of horrified by by the way that they've essentially been described out there. As I said, but I know exactly what Micah means. It is, it is precisely that, isn't it? You know, it's um, it is a piece of carry-on luggage, essentially, isn't it? It. Sorry. The, and I'm not. Brilliant. I'm not trying to be rude no, no, when no, I say that. I'm not, just no, trying no. to be very descriptive. Mm, yeah, indeed. And and that's really, I suppose, in the situation, if you want to carry the child, you know, and it's not got a seat, then. You're right. It is, it is Owen, that, Owen's it? actually made a point in the chat room, and this is something that I said on the show when we had this story before about yeah. uh, about the child sitting on the parent's seat. Mm. And Owen's put that people with children or adults with children, families, uh, should get the specially made child car seats that can be used on board aircraft. True. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I'm surprised that it's just not an mm. option that is available on every airline. I mean, now. is there an official age at which it's no longer acceptable for a child to be sat on your Owen lap? would know this, I expect, but I, I believe yeah. it's three or four years old. Right, okay. Yeah, just out um, of curiosity. Yeah. The, yeah. The, and I believe to... each airline has its own rule yeah. for that. I'm not, at least in the U.S., I'm pretty sure that's how I, it goes. I, but I, I, that... What, what Owen has suggested, that should be an FAA requirement. Yeah. But Agreed. the problem Absolutely. is that then, yeah. you know, young, young parents wouldn't be able to afford to take their children with them oftentimes. Well, but uh, it's a danger. And, and, and with that in mind, I'm surprised that um, you know, this hasn't been standardized, if you like. So you're saying it's up to the, you know, the decision is essentially with each airline as to what their policy is. I mean, again, you'd sort of assume that the FAA and the CIA and that would actually make a make a decision if you like uh, of like you know your child is even if it was like based on height or or something like that because obviously I mean you know some children are smaller than others etc Amir Owen uh, have both put in the chat room that it's two years yeah. old right uh, after two you've got and a is that seat. an airline policy though is, is that, yeah that's most quite, airlines yeah right so yeah Owen's put so. most airlines but can you see what I mean now I'm surprised there isn't some kind of governmental sort of guideline mm. that's been given that says that you know you must be a certain you know that, that this is how old you are you can be and mm. sit on a person because all two year olds are different sizes yeah you know, absolutely some two year olds no, look, look four and yeah, some absolutely. look <laughs> less yeah. than that you know yeah. but if we're I mean, protecting I, I, adults know, by telling them they must be have a seat and be strapped in in order to be mm. safe mm. why aren't we or the government protecting children as well. Very true. Agreed. Very true, Michael. Agreed. Absolutely. Mm. Completely agreed. Anyway, we'll move on before we get sued. No, uh, and, <laughs> I don't uh, think that will happen. <laughs> so moving on to the next story, yeah. and that is uh, it's for you, actually. That would Matt. be me, yes, yeah. absolutely. So this is uh, the CBC News website, and this is based out of Toronto, so it's cbc.ca. I'm going there in May. Is that, are you? Yeah. Right. Only oh, for two and a half hours. Oh, you're hours. going for two and a Say hello to the Lone Ranger yeah, for yeah. Only, two, only <laughs> yeah. for two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. hours while he changes plane. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But uh, mock, <laughs> now this is a worrying story, really, but a mock improvised explosive device causes hours-long delay flight um, at Pearson. Um, it's uh, a U.S. citizen is facing a mischief charge after trying to board an air f- uh, to board a flight with a mock improvised explosive device at Toronto's Pearson Airport this morning in an incident that caused an hours-long delay, which I think means they don't really know exactly how long, but nevertheless a significant delay uh, for passengers. United Airlines Flight 547 was set to depart at 7 a.m. ET. Uh, Eastern Time, I presume, uh, for O'Hare International Airport. But during security clearance, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers found a device in a passenger suitcase that caused them concern. According to a statement, U.S. officials notified Canadian Air Transport Security Authority officials who swabbed the mock IED for explosives with uh, a negative result. While this happened, U.S. Customs officials stopped processing passengers in the airport's pre-clearance facility. 
passengers already aboard the flight were taken by bus to an isolation area where they and their luggage were re-screened. Both US officials and Peel Regional Police said that there was no threat to passengers and that complete and normal operations have resumed. Um, Peel Police said that a 58-year-old US man, Joseph Galaska, has been arrested and will face a charge of mischief in connection with the security breach. He is being held in custody for a bail hearing and won't travel to Chicago when the flight departs. Police said that the date of his hearing has yet to be determined. Anthony Buki, who is a spokesman with the US Customs and Border Protection, said that it's unclear why the passenger tried to bring the device aboard the flight. Um, I can't speak why... I can't, I can't speak to why the person would do that, Buki told CBC News from New York City. When we encountered it, out of an abundance of caution, we were going to treat with we're going to treat it like it's the real thing and we're going to involve local partners uh, there to ensure that it's not a real IAED. Fortunately, it turned out to be fake. Um, I mean, it's a very bizarre story. I mean, there's pictures it? on the story. Of yeah, you, you read them out. Just yeah. look at the pictures here while yeah. you're reading that. And okay. There's yeah. like just let me just, just pop that up. There's yeah. like a whole a, hundred, a whole 169 yeah. passengers all kind yeah. of just standing there, yeah, you know, absolutely. corralled up waiting. Yeah. Um, it's just something in this day and age that you just, I mean, blimey. You just but what wouldn't. on earth possesses somebody like that to think that putting something like that in their hand luggage as they go through security <laughs> is just bizarre? Oh, I mean, why? Dear. Why, people? Why? Uh, for those of you in the YouTube chat room, you'll mm. see the pictures there on, yeah, the, uh, on the screen of uh, of the chaos that ensued yeah, after ridiculous. this. But, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, for all the screening that goes yeah. on, it's just... Yeah. Oh, I, mm. It's just agreed. Battles agreed. the mind it while you uh, yeah. while you try this, but um, anyhow, anyway, moving on to the next story, mm. and this one is for you, Micah, if you're ready. Yeah, I'm going to sum this up a little bit, uh, and I'll, I'll read the article if you want me to. But basically, what the article is saying is that uh, British Airways and Gatwick Airport are tired of. Nev going to Heathrow, and they wanted to be able to come and fly out of there. So, based on that, uh, in order to you know make him feel better, the British Airways has unveiled its new Gatwick Lounge for first and business class passengers, and um, a major carrier shuffle at Britain's second largest, air, second biggest airport means that BA is now at the South Terminal and EasyJet and Virgin Atlantic are now both at the North Terminal because the South Terminal was nicer and they want Nev to only have the best. Well, quite exactly. right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is a legend after all. <laughs> and, a, yeah, and a new lounge was created from scratch out of the first floor area of shops and restaurants just for Nev. And as you might expect, it's really rather pleasant. Uh, were, he, the writer took a tour of the facility, and he said he'd be happy to spend a lot of time there. And you look at the pictures, and but, wow, what, it looks pretty good to what, me, what, too. Was uh, was the writer Nev just out of interest? There we go. Yeah, so I'll pop those up for you now. Hang on. There we go. This is, this is, I mean, it's a rather nice place to go and get a glass or two, I think, really. Yeah, very nice bar. I mean, yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, the, air, like, the aircraft lounge just, it looks looks very nice. I mean, you've got everything in You've got everything in there that you'll, you'll yeah. probably get, you get on board the uh, business class on the on, yeah. the air, on the airline itself, but uh, right. wow, that's it, really yeah, slow, it does sorry. look really nice. But I'm, uh, try, I'm trying to bring the pictures up, but the site's gone really slow. I'm so sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know quite what's going on here. We've got a, we've got a gremlin in the uh, in the system, but there we are. So yes, yeah, so, so that is that is the lounge look very nice. So the Club World Lounge is on two levels: the uh, Club World Business Class mm. 
Um, obviously, you know, Neville travels this all the time. Of course, absolutely. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, I mean, the seats look awesome in the lounge. I mean, you wouldn't want to leave the lounge and get on the aircraft. No, I think and stay where this uh, yeah. where this is. But well, um, I rather, I rather like the canteen. It almost looks like a sort of like a canteen type area as well. It's it, it is really rather plush, isn't it? I don't know if you and I will ever get to go. Uh, well, a lot of the business lounges are, are, are really nice. I was fortunate enough to go to the uh, United Lounge at uh, mm. at Heathrow when I was uh, flying back, and it, it was just great. And the food was super, and uh, Wi-Fi was incredibly fast. It was it was it was really nice. So, and if it, and you know that's not their home base. So if they're going to a home base, I can't imagine mm. it. If you know British Airways is trying to lure Nev to Gatwick, you got him. That it's only top notch. Mm. Well, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see Nev sort of voluntarily going from from Gatwick. I suppose. No, that, actually, you say that. Myself and Owen did give serious consideration with our little trip um, to actually. Uh, if we'd have had more time, we'd have probably spent the twenty quid just to pretend to be Nev. Oh for, right, for, yeah, for the, for the lounge. Because yeah. I think yeah. I was it. I, I don't know. Owen will correct me. I'm sure, but I can't remember. Yeah, it was it's 20. not too much. Actually, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It was only twenty or twenty five quid, mm. and you thought actually, um, if if you were going to be there for for sort of like three or four hours, um, that would have been probably money well spent because you got like free tea and coffee and all that kind of thing as part of your your deal. So you thought, well, you know. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. Very comfortable. Yeah. Free drinks, you know. Absolutely. And uh, when I was there, I had a pims and lemonade because Matt, you told me I should drink that. Quite right, you know. absolutely. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. This is what I like to hear. Yes, you know, I like to you know <laughs> pass on my ideas to everyone else. You know. <laughs> So the next story, moving on, mm. is uh, on the west.com.au website. Oh, you're going to read one of oh, that's nice. I know. <laughs> and uh, this, uh, this story has uh, got some pictures. Matt can put these up while oh, I'm doing Kenny, right, okay, right. Wish me luck. So it's a drone story. We haven't got any, any drone music like what Jeff. Jeff has the noise of a of a of a Hoover playing when he's got drones. That's the best yeah. I can do. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I've got a cold. Be nice. <laughs> so scary one. This is scary story. Uh, for those of you in the chat room, be able to see this. But dr- a headline: Drone snapped dangerously close to Singapore Airlines aircraft. Now uh, I'm the story. Try and blow this up if I can, so because it's not a very big picture. But, uh, Aviation authorities are investigating claims a drone came dangerously close to. Singapore Airlines plane as it flew above the Swan River. The airline has been holding a competition for the best photo of the special Perth flyover, but there are concerns some people went too far. Photographer Daniel Kitlar went out to try and get a great snap during the airline's 50th anniversary celebration, but noticed the drone when he returned home to examine the images he'd taken. It just shocked me how they can fly so close to a massive piece of machinery with people's lives on it, Mr. Kitlar says. Those of you in the chat room on YouTube will be able to see the photograph there with the uh, drone. Mm. Um, quite clearly a drone, isn't I it? Mean, I mean, it, there's no... <laughs> I've, had to, zo- I've had to zoom it in a bit there, but I mean, it really is clearly a drone, isn't it? Uh, the Singapore Airlines Airbus A350 flew 500 metres above the Swan River, but crowds were left later disappointed by the showing. It remains unclear whether the Singapore Airlines pilot would have seen the drone, but no official complaint has been made to the safety authorities. A complaint has been made from a Virgin pilot, however, after a drone reportedly came within 100 metres of uh, the aircraft as it approached Canberra on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, for this photographic competition, Singapore Airlines did the right thing, publicised the height and the course the aircraft was going to take, uh, which is a perfect opportunity for someone to put a drone in the wrong place. The West Aviation's uh, West Aviation expert Geoffrey Thomas said, uh, according to aviation law, drones must not be flown higher than 120 metres or 400 feet in controlled airspace or anywhere near a 
blooming airport. Mm, yeah. uh, drone operators who are caught breaking the law can face fines of up to $9,000, right. which Gosh. is not to be sniffed at. No, no, um, that's, quite, that's quite a fine, yeah. <laughs> but no, Matt put the pictures on, as you said, uh, mm. through the story there. And um, yeah, it's mm. um, a, another drone in the way story. Yeah, I mean, I must have... Well, it's either either because we're not covering them quite so much or they're not being publicised quite so much, but, I mean, it does seem to have calmed down a little bit, certainly as far mm. as the media sources that we're looking at are concerned. Uh, have, you, um, have you got your own drone, Micah, or have you not, uh, you're not gone no, that... No, uh, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. I have different feelings about drones than most people. Everybody's all excited about it, but when I was... A young boy, I used to build model airplanes, and I built mm. balsa wood models, and they had little gasoline engines in them, and it was a yeah. radio-controlled airplanes, and they were fun. Had a yeah. great time with them, and this drone thing is basically the same thing. I don't mm. see the big difference, you know, for something that's been going on for years and years and mm. years. Mm. So they're fun, they're cheaper, they're easier to fly, easier to get, but mm. it's the same deal, and people are being. Uh, Using them inappropriately, it seems. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, no some of the, mate, to be fa- to be to be fair with all, but to be um, you know have nicer thoughts about the drones. Yeah. Some of the aerial footage that some yeah. of these drones get is is amazing. Actually, in fact, ironically, I was talking to one of my friends, um, Sam, um, mm. my best friend. Oh, you said he bought yeah, himself yeah. a DJI. He's bought him a really nice drone, and mm. uh, he's ta- he took some uh, footage uh, from his flat because he lives quite near Norwich City Football Club. Don't Ooh. don't don't glaze over. <laughs> just just stay away from. You him. said the word football. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, but anyway, he's got this little drone, or soccer. As soccer. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, mm. this, this drone, uh, he did a foot, footage from the ground. He just, he just went sort of straight up and then just sort of took it up. I mean, the quality and everything was, in, oh, was, yeah. was outstanding. And he was saying, like, you can, you can use it to stream footage straight, either straight through YouTube or, or whatever. And so I'm already li- liaising with him for, you know, mm. poss- possible aerial shots for something we do. But wh- while we were talking about that, actually, one of the things he highlighted, and because he's, a, you know, a very conscientious, a very, you know, a very decent human being, he was saying, obviously, um, one of the projects we were saying, like our local uh, air museum, we were talking about possibly doing a show there. Yeah. And I said, it'd be great if you could come along that and do some aerial shots and stuff and he was saying but because uh, it's a podcast and and other people will see it and therefore in some cases it you know because of patreon and things like that it's, mm. it's monetized you actually have to apparently get clearance from the CAA in order to be able to do it mm. oh, which yeah. I didn't know and I thought well you know I mean hats off to him so what I'm saying I suppose what I, where I'm going with this is actually there are some people out there who who who've taken the time to know what the rules are and are willing to abide by the rules and in that situation I don't have a problem with people using Using drones at all because I think you know I mean they are amazing things and oh, I mean yeah. Pip sort of said you know he has an awful lot of yeah. fun with his but then he's not a moron you know what I mean <laughs> no. it's one of those things it's the same story I beg to oh wait stop <laughs> it uh, but there are many people that would say oh very good uh, God you're getting killed with that soundboard aren't you <laughs> but but this is the thing there there are people out there they are know, expensive though they are expensive, expensive but yeah. again it's the same story isn't it the minority are spoiling yeah. it for the yeah. majority of non-moronic people <laughs> who want to take aerial footage of you know like beautiful views and uh, and things like that and not try and take photographs of planes as they fly about do you know what I mean uh, Mariana P's got a good idea yeah, in the chat room yeah. uh, she says just shoot them down right okay I mean that, yes and most people agree with her <laughs> right oh right okay alright maybe I'm in a minority then. Uh, Richard, my, my, Richard King in the chat yeah. room has put uh, check out uh, CAP 722 which is kind of a, uh, it's a I think it's a directive thing right, I'm okay. right I'm, I'm yeah. wrong you've assumed okay. me right but yeah, uh, wrong. But okay. yeah it, it, there are r- 
rules and things you have to follow. When yeah, you're and that's great, as I say. But I mean, re- respect to Sam, who's only just got one. I mean, mm. he, he's very much sort of you know aware of what is and isn't expected and and all that. And uh, perhaps it's oh, a shame there aren't. Good more evening, Paul like Can Thirty Eight. He's just uh, popped uh-huh. in the chat room. Okay, good. So next story, Matt is yes. uh, is okay. actually for you. It, it's a it's about a world famous airline. Is it? Uh, everyone should know okay. about it. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So this is on the... Is this it's a food in, one, sorry. It, oh, good. I do like food, uh, as you can probably tell. Uh, it's the Walton Sun is the... So it's waltonsun.com is the uh, the paper or the, uh, the the source that we're getting it from. And the headline is Airline Springs for Pizza. Subs, chicken biscuits for stranded passengers. Mm. So this is in Atlanta. Some random airline that I've never heard of known as Delta Airlines bought pizza. Pizza for stranded passengers after cancelling about 300 flights in the southeast because of severe weather. Wow. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, reports the Atlanta-based airline ordered more than 450 pies for passengers <laughs> in, in states including Georgia, Tennessee, Louisiana, Ohio, Kentucky and Florida after storms on Wednesday caused flights to be cancelled or delayed. The storms produced st- strong winds and pounded the region with hail. Delta Communications Manager Michael Thomas says stranded passengers at Nashville International Airport in Tennessee received 160 pizzas along with 60 foot-long subs. He says employees ordered 60 pizzas and 20 trays of chicken biscuits to feed more than 300 customers in Panama City, Florida. Some workers even handed out colouring books and games to passengers travelling with small children. Well, that's a really nice story. I mean, Mm. mean, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's not the airline's fault that this has occurred, obviously, because it's all bad. But what a lovely gesture, isn't it? Just to sort of, you know, you you can't beat your pizza and a, you know... But there's every now and again stories like this pop up. I think we covered one a a few weeks back where there was a a pilot for an airline that had had been delayed somewhere and he he brought the... Mm. the, 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 uh, Passengers, hello, hello, Micah. Sorry, let me uh, turn that off. Call coming in. Call coming in. <laughs> Incoming. Incoming. Yeah, yeah, he okay. brought uh, he brought the passengers all. Uh, I think it was pizza. Mm, um, pizza. For pizza. Can we stop talking about food now? I, really we, we, I fed you before I the know, show. I know, but there's something wrong man. with me. <laughs> but no, hats off to uh, to Delta Airlines yeah, for yeah. uh, for that. Uh, very, very good, good of yeah. them. I don't think you get many airlines that would um, no, no, do don't. things like no, that absolutely. off their own back. Yeah, I should just apologize. I got to tell you, hearing the story, a whole different thing went through my mind. Right. Oh. I can hear the phone call. Sal's Pizza. Hi, uh, I'd like to order 160 pizzas, make that uh, 25 pepperoni, uh, 32 sausage, uh, 50 mushroom. And, oh, come on, guy. you got to be crazy. Goodbye. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yeah, it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mind you, you see, you say that, but then I'm absolutely amazed that Captain Al was able to go into the McDonald's near Farnborough and order 160 chicken, chicken nuggets, nuggets and nobody yeah. batted an eyelid. You know, so perhaps it's... Um, oh, and then the chat room's put, yeah. that was one happy pizza. It was one yeah. very happy pizza. Absolutely, they made a small fortune out of that. Oh dear, never mind. Uh, I was going to say something then. And it's uh, Mariana, oh, yes, Mariana P has just put something in the chat regarding the last story. Uh-oh. Can we not read it? Just out? to clarify, shoot down the drones chasing. Uh, shoot down the drones chasing planes. Equip airliners with armaments, and it will provide passengers with wonderful entertainment. Right, well, <laughs> <laughs> shooting them out of the sky. Yes, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Right. So moving on to the next okay, story, yeah, uh, yeah. Micah. Uh, this one is a very special story that uh, it, it, that you actually found as well, didn't you, today? Yeah, we found it about the same time. Yeah. But, you know, before we, uh, I, I sent 
uh, Matt a text. I don't know if he got it, and we probably don't have anything okay. there, so we'll just have to do this ourselves. Everybody, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, 737. Right, okay. Happy birthday to you. There we are. That's the best we can do. <laughs> the first flight of Boeing's original 737 wow. took place 50 years ago this coming Sunday. And wow. what day will that be? The uh, 9th, 9th uh, of April. Yes, that's mm. right. Yeah, 9th of April, yeah. Um, the occasion comes just weeks before the first delivery of the newest version of that jet, the Boeing 737 MAX. Can you imagine? The Boeing 737 has been in production for 50 years. Brent Weigel, a pilot who commanded that first flight on April 9, 1967, and who two years later was the co-pilot of the first flight of the 747 Jumbo Jet, will participate in a panel discussion at noon at the Seattle Museum of Flight. Fifty years ago, we had no idea, Weigel, not, who's 92 years old, said in an interview, we were hoping to eventually sell enough to break even. As it turned out, the longevity and success of the 737 proved astounding. Boeing's last month, uh, Boeing, as of last month, had delivered 9,448 of the aircraft, with 4,506 still on order. Wow. With the delivery of the first MAX coming soon, Boeing plans to ramp up production in Renton, Washington later this year to 47 jets per month and up to 52 per month next year. The 737 took the aviation world by storm and has been improved steadily. Weigel said it's obviously filled an incredible need. A new 737 MAX will be on display at the museum at this uh, at the the show on Sunday, and the original uh, the original from 50 years ago will also be there for the birthday bash. I don't think we really need to go into more detail with that, but no. it's just amazing that no. that aircraft and one that many of us have flied, oh, flown yeah. rather, mm. and uh, will continue well, to fly uh, is still uh, in production and is 50 years old. My, myself uh, on, on one Wednesday and Thursday, it has to be said, mm. or, or a variant there of the 737. 800, yeah. 800, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can remember back when I was a, in, incredibly young, which is mm. a long while ago. I mean, this, what, so uh, a week last Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I can remember travelling on um, one of uh, it was Dan Air, I think it was. It was a Dan Air seven three seven two hundred. That's the one with the uh, the old Pratt Whitney JT eight D engines on. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just oh, that, I still remember it now. As uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Really, really Fantastic. good, really good yeah. uh, memories of that uh, that aircraft. The original, the original, mm. the original steam gauge seven three seven. We'll call absolutely. that one. Yeah. So it's yes. good, good story that one, Micah. Good story. Thank you for adding it. I just thought that was really important. Yeah, lovely and great photos as well. Yeah, great, great photos. photos. Yeah. Uh, so next story is on the consumerist dot mm. com. And uh, actually, Matt could probably put the picture of this up on the, the head. Yeah, it's the actual not the best picture. quality. It's not so the best quality picture, but it's quite going, amusing if you can yeah, see it in the chat room. Yeah. So uh, the headline then, American Airlines apologizes for in-flight magazine photos of pilots drinking. But they don't look like <laughs> pilots, do they? I mean, they look like people wearing fancy dress costumes. <laughs> so uh, this is a bit of a non-story, oh, really. But no, anyways, it's brilliant. People will complain about anything. American they, Airlines yeah. then have, uh, have been apologizing <laughs> to its employees for running a photo in its in-flight magazine of two guys drinking and serving booze while dressed as pilots. In the March issue of American Way featured a profile of an Australian mobile cocktail business uh, that uses trolleys, the, the, uh, the thing that flight attendants push down the aisles while serving drinks and snacks. 
According to the Dallas Morning News, American employees weren't uh, put off by the business idea. It was the images accompanying the piece. In one photo, two people were depicted preparing drinks while wearing pilot's attire. The second photo showed a close-up of a false pilot uh, handing, uh, hand lighting a cocktail. Uh, the American Pilots Union Allied Pilots Association took offense to the images with the group's president saying these ref images reflected extremely poor judgment. In a letter to Members Association, President Dan Carey said that despite the airline's attempt to pull the magazines, the damage was done. Is that really the image of pilots that our company wants to convey? Carey wrote in a message to union members. The offending photos were on display to our passengers for the entire month of March. The airline issued a statement of its own last week noting that the photo was appalling and disrespectful to the aviation profession. Uh, a huge apology to our team and especially our co-workers who are pilots. We know that f a photo depicting pilots drinking in uniform was not appropriate. Vice President of Global Communications Ron DeFeo said that in even in jest, if that's what our, this is our uh, if, <laughs> even in jest, if that's what is our aviators put safety first, and that uh, yeah, this is never in an area where humour works. Uh, DeFeo <laughs> tells the Dallas Morning News that the uh, the airline is personally reaching out to each employee who raised concerns mm -hmm. with the photo and reviewing the oversight process for the magazine, which is handled by an outside. Company. Yeah, you see, now I'm completely with Amir on this one uh, in the chat room here, and he says, seriously, this is absolute, this is such <laughs> nonsense, and I, I'm completely with him. I mean, uh, as I think Masha put, he's, uh, I think I think she put this, they look like strippers. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, absolutely spot oh, on. I the mean, photo really, was so yeah. good, though. I mean, Matt <laughs> put that on the, yeah, uh, yeah, on the YouTube stream there. And yeah. it, it is, that is, I mean, if I was to look at that photo, yeah. um, you know, I'd think, oh, yeah, airline pilots, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. would look at that and think that is a stag yeah. weekend yeah, or absolutely. a fancy it's people, dress It's people party. in fancy dress, isn't yeah. it? It's not actual. But I mean, it's just, oh, honestly, people will literally complain about anything, won't they? I mean, uh, the fact that they look yeah. like Alan Pip is just uh, No, it's just know, a coincidence. It's, it's coincidence. got nothing to do with it. It's absolutely. got nothing to do with it. It's nothing to do with it but, at all. <laughs> yeah, they should have just been taking pictures at the uh, 200th APG show. I mean, that's, yeah. that's where they could have had some I violence. don't know what you mean. I mean, <laughs> oh. that's a terrible slow on some otherwise unblemished characters. I'm quite sure. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah. moving on to the next yeah. story, Matt. This Indeed, is, yeah. uh, this, this is, is uh, this is in the Wichita uh, Business Journal. This is bizjournals.com. Good news for Boeing fans. Splendid. Okay, are there are there some? Of course, there are. Is there right? all just, the just, chat just, of Boeing fans? Are they right? What about that Airbus thing, though? Is that is that not a popular? Um, anyway, okay, carry on. on. Okay, sorry. Boeing cruising ahead of Airbus on orders in 2017. Ooh, I'm sure there's a Captain Nick somewhere who'll be sort of you know spitting feathers Quick, about. Say it before Nick gets in the right. chat room. <laughs> okay, the Boeing, uh, the Boeing company ended the first quarter well ahead of Airbus on orders, besting its rival by a hundred. That's a terrible, terrible English. Grammar, car crash, that is. What on earth is besting? Besting. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, I'll read it again. The Boeing company ended the first quarter well ahead of Airbus on orders, besting its rival by um, 192 net orders for the first three months of the year. According to Airbus's review of March company, after cancellations and conversions managed to manage just six net orders for the very first quarter that's even lower than the 10 net orders it managed in the first quarter in, in the first quarter last year uh, though it would seem to pick up through the rest of the year to record 
2021 net orders for 2016. Uh, Boeing, meanwhile, reports on its website that it amassed 198 net orders uh, through the first quarter of 2017. Uh, Boeing is also winning the uh, on the even more important financial metric of deliveries, uh, the point at which the bulk of an aircraft order is paid. Uh, despite another first quarter decrease year over year, Boeing's 169 deliveries still topped the 136 posted by Airbus during the same time. That was, however, an increase of 11 units year over year for the European manufacturer and parent of Wichita-based Airbus Americas Engineering. Airbus set a company record for deliveries in 2016 and with 20, uh, sorry, with 688 for the year, though uh, Boeing won 2016 with its 748 commercial airplane deliveries. Boeing ended 2016 with 668 net orders to trail Airbus on that metric for the year. Each order and delivery represents continued work for Wichita's commercial aerospace cluster. That includes the city's largest employer, Spirit Aerosystems Inc., which has work on all Boeing programs as well as on all multiple Airbus platforms. Now, I'm going to I'm going to make myself really unpopular there, and until I have been to the Boeing factory, for me, I I am an Airbus fan. I am officially just one one issue there. No, the, it's in Seattle. Okay, well, which is not an hour's fine. flight away. It's fine. I can get on a plane. It's fine. Mm. Oh, yeah, you can. You can get in a Norwegian jet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, you know 400, 400 quid yeah. round trip, right? Yeah, oh, right. that's <laughs> next, year's, uh, that, that, next year's trip done then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be the 250th show then. We'll go, we'll yeah, go, we'll go we're to, going to uh, the Seattle We'll go plant. to the Boeing factory, shall yeah. we? Uh, Oi, so, yeah. Nick. <laughs> I know. But until, you know. He's steadily, Matt's steadily becoming Nick's puppet. Yes, yes. Secretly somewhere he's very proud of me. He's very proud of me indeed. Yes. So, so, so I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, until I have... I have seen the uh, Boeing factory. I'm afraid I'm going to remain an Airbus fan until, yeah. until that. Until, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. going to cut me. He's going to turn my mic off in a minute. I can tell. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got the power. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, yes. So the last uh, story we've got is a top 10. We're all going to we're all gonna chip in here. Matt's going to do his technical thing. Uh, but we've got a top 10. It's uh, the headline on this top 10. So it's America. So for our American uh, guests in the uh, chat room and our, obviously our American guest here micah it's uh, america's best and worst airline uh which depends what you're looking for <laughs> so uh so whether you're traveling with a pet or looking for the lowest price here's what airlines to choose so thinking about taking a flight anytime soon here's how to get the best value the airlines consumers chose to fly with depends on largely their specific needs looking for cheap and all at all costs spirit airlines is the way to go according to a new ranking from personal finance website wallet hub which found it is the cheapest out of 12 airlines surveyed however spirit only came in at 11th place in the overall rankings for pet transport alaska airlines came in first and for the uh, least complaints or most satisfactory airline, mm -hmm. Southwest Airlines came in first. Uh, a spokesman for Southwest said it was thrilled to be first place in the category. The listings factored in categories including cancellations, delay rates, pet safety, comfort and cost. 
It adjusted for fairness when it came to amenities, making sure not to dock airlines with cheap tickets as much for not offering in-flight food or drink. Alaska Airlines came out on top as best overall with the the, uh, highest score, and Delta followed as second best overall. But we are going to do the top 10 so we're going to oh, go we're we going to we're going to go with the top 10 so we go the top, top 12 it's a top 12 actually no it is a yeah, top, it is 12. top 12 so, so we'll go that. with the top 12 uh, as is so uh it's the music so I'll go first and Mike can take the next one so go on then man in at number 12 so at number 12 it's Frontier Airlines uh Mike in at number 11 please Spirit Airlines, how could they be that high? <laughs> At number 10, please, Carlos. Yeah, number 10, it's everyone's favourite. It's Southwest Airlines. Number 9. It's Hawaiian Airlines. <laughs> Holula. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, number 8, please, Carlos. Uh, number 8, it's Express Jet Airlines. And number 7, please, Micah. AA American Airlines. Never heard of them. Uh, Number six, please, Carlos. Uh, Number six, it's my favourite colour. It's JetBlue Airways. A new entry at number five, please. Virgin America, which no longer exists because (laughs) it was merged with Alaska. Right. (laughs) Okay, good. A nice up-to-date top ten then. Uh, Number four, please, Carlos. Uh, Number four, it's who Matt's flying to Pittsburgh with in May. It's United Airlines. Uh, Number three... SkyWest Airlines, a regional carrier who operates for Alaska Airlines, United Express, and United and American Air, and American Eagle, as well as a Delta connection. Indeed, and climbing five places to number two. <laughs> At number two, it's everyone's favourite airline. It's the best in the world. It's Delta Airlines. Oh, surely, the surely the, the best in the world is Acme. Oh, okay, it's actually Indeed, anyway, uh, but the finally in at the very top of the chart, Micah, please, number one. Seattle-based Alaska Airlines. Whee! There we go. There we are. That was a little bit harmless. Ah, oh, a bit chilly there, Alaska Airlines. Is it? Yeah, yeah. a bit, bit fresh. Do you know the technology is working remarkably well this evening? I'm a bit. I don't frightened. know how we do it yeah. for the money. I don't know. Better not I really don't. for that. Yeah, you, you you mentioned the word money again. What what is the, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get that uh, check for three pence that I sent you the other day? Right. Okay. That'll be the royalties fee then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Boing. You right, dropped okay. it. it. Bounced. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, exactly. moving on. Moving yeah. on. So. <laughs> So uh, okay. coming up now, then we have uh, we've we'll, our, our very good friend of the yep, show, Captain absolutely. Al. Yep. Uh, he's been to Florida. He has indeed, and uh, he uh, sent us in some audio feedback. He did, and he sent us in a little tiny little snippet of uh, a video feedback as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bra- Bra- brace yourself, ladies and gentlemen, for toward the end of this five minute and fifty second clip. There is, is a it time a, for there, there recharging is a, of glasses. There is reta- time for recharging of glasses, but at the end, there's a little video clip. Brace yourself for the awe and the cute factor. Oh. Here we go. Hello, Plain Talking UK. It's Captain Al here. As some of you may know, I'm currently on holiday or vacation in the sunshine state of Florida, where presently it's raining. But don't worry too much about that. We're having a good time. I thought I'd just drop you a little message to give you a little bit of insight into one of the benefits of working for an airline, and that is standby or non-revenue travel. Uh, The airlines are very good. They allow their staff members the opportunity to travel at greatly subsidised prices, with the caveat that your seat is not guaranteed. You simply travel standby. If there is a seat, then on a basis of priority and seniority, 
if your name is at the top of the list, then you get to travel. Uh, so myself and the family uh, set off on the 25th of March from Manchester, with our final destination being Orlando's McCoy International Airport. Cometh the day, there is a flight that flies direct to Orlando from Manchester with Virgin Atlantic, uh, but it was pretty heavily uh, booked, and uh, therefore I took the decision to travel via Atlanta, also with Virgin Atlantic, which had a few more seats on it. Uh, the aeroplanes, both of them, arrived late into Manchester. Uh, not entirely certain is exactly the reason as to why the dinosaur arrived late, the 747, but the A330 arrived late, having been delayed in Atlanta the previous day. Uh, further to our, our woes was the fact that the uh, Virgin flight to Atlanta picked up a further delay in Manchester, and this is largely as a result of the oafs in Atlanta uh, failing to load the aircraft properly and damaging it. When the aircraft arrived into Manchester, there was quite a lot of damage to the rear hold, and this had been caused by a damaged uh, baggage bin being put into the hold and tearing uh, the hold uh, fabric. Uh, now, the baggage bins are those big metal containers that you quite often see dotted around airports. Put all the suitcases in there, and then they're bulk holded into the hold. Now the fabric of the hold is very important because it's a protection mechanism to stop the actual skin being damaged. So you really don't want that. So uh, 10 out of 10 to the oafs in Atlanta for putting a damaged bin in which caused uh, the hold to be damaged. When we eventually got going we were very lucky. Um, we managed to get upgraded so thanks very much to the people involved with that. Uh, numerous people really. Um, so uh, that was a bonus. And after this little piece of feedback, you'll hear a little bit of audio-visual feedback from my son uh, doing a little flight review of his surroundings. Uh, we made it to Atlanta, uh, a little less behind schedule than we would have done. Uh, we were very fortunate that Virgin Atlantic uh, treated it as a priority route, so they, uh, they loaded extra fuel and were able to fly fairly quickly to Atlanta so that as many people as were possible could make their connections. When we arrived in Atlanta we were delighted to be met by uh, a good friend of ours, Captain Jeff. Many of you will know him from the APG show. And he did a fantastic guided tour of Atlanta Airport. I think we managed to visit just about every concourse. Uh, we unfortunately missed our first connecting flight down to Orlando. Uh, so we travelled from the F gates down to the A gates, went for the next flight, unfortunately it was uh, pretty heavily sold and due to the lottery of standby travel we didn't get on. Uh, our next flight, and we're lucky that there are many flights between Atlanta and Orlando, was from the F gates, which was where we'd started from, so we got back on the little train, headed up towards the F gates and then Jeff using his expert knowledge speedily got us to the wrong gate and then eventually to the right gate and we were lucky our lottery balls came out of the machine and we were able to board the aircraft a very smart uh, 757 of course the the guts of the thing are still old and ancient but the interior was very very nice and a quick 50 minute flight down to uh, Orlando we're coming up towards the end of our vacation, uh, Saturday we'll be checking in and playing the standby lottery. There are two direct flights to Manchester on Saturday. Hopefully we'll get on to the first one because that's the 3.30 and it's far more likely 
to make it on time out of Orlando than the Dinosaur 747. Anyway, that's enough babble from me. If you want to know a bit more about standby travel, then maybe I'll do another piece uh, later on for the guys. I shall leave you then with my son, who will do a little bit of a review of the surroundings that he found it in. Thanks very much, and have a great day and a great show. Bye now. and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal. Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> And we're back. We are indeed up Thank a bit. Thank you yeah, very much for that, Captain Al. That's very kind of you. Yeah, absolutely. And and Josh, oh, thanks, Josh. I'm I'm sorry. I did try to tidy the audio up, but there was an awful lot it's of background loud, yeah. noise. So uh, yeah, yeah. So. Someone actually said that Mariana P in, in the background in the chat room put mm. uh, noisy plane. Was that a Boeing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, it, no. What the problem was, Mariana, was that uh, Al was recording that on a on an iPhone. 
Uh, now, now, listen here, and, you. Um, anyway, uh, um, moving on to no, the next. No, wait a minute. No, no, you can't get away with that. Hands on the microphone yeah, used on an say, iPhone. As I recall, me, our good friend say, Pilot Pip records on yeah. an iPhone. I record on an iPhone. Yeah, all of the footage. Captain Jeff, as we call, recorded on an iPhone. I believe that somebody's mother has an iPhone. Yes, that's true. And I should just say that all the footage that me and Owen shot when we were in Toulouse, that was all done on an iPhone God, as well. God, that can of worms just flew yes, everywhere. Yes. yes, this I believe is what they call karma. I think it was a can of worms <laughs> yes, full of yeah, um, um, yeah. Sierra Hotel India Tango that flew against a fan. That it could be, but you know, that karma is very important and I used to have a lot until my karma ran over my dogma and then I got rid of the karma. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with that information. I'm a bit frightened. <laughs> Oh dear! Okay. We better do some military hello. quick. Do some military. I know. Move hello, on. Hello. Move on. Well, quick. Move on. <laughs> so we've uh, got some military news to go through next. So if we are all ready, everyone. Yeah, we Micah, certainly are. Yeah. All set. Let's go. And he's broken it. And he's <laughs> pressed the wrong. <laughs> Here button. we go. Let's go. Everything <laughs> was going so. It was going so well. It's me and my uh, big mouth, isn't it? Here we go. Every single week, I promise I'm going to turn that down, and I keep forgetting. But there you do. we are. Yeah. So the first, yeah. Uh, first yeah, story. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't get away with it that easily. It's just uh, Richard King says, "Has an iPhone ever been banned from an aircraft, Carlos? Has it, Carlos? Has it?" <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. moving on to more important things. <laughs> uh, the uh, the this this first news story on the military segment this week is on the Royal Air Force website, ah. the RAF. Yes. And uh, the headline, Royal Air Force Tornadoes Join NATO Partners to Put Defences to the Test. Ooh. So uh, 1,100 personnel and 48 aircraft from the 7th NATO nation, or 7 NATO nations, including the RAF's 31 squadron, the Gold Stars, have descended on, and I hope I pronounce this right for our uh, friends in the Netherlands, mm. the Luorden, or the Lu Luorden Air Force Base in the Netherlands. Easy for you to say. I know, for the start, they're there for the start of a two-week-long Frisian flag exercise. Uh, the local Dutch population have been treated to the spectacle of tornadoes, typhoons, mirage and F-16 aircraft taking off uh, on the exercise, which is organised by the Royal Netherlands Air Force, the RNLAF, uh, and runs from the 27th of March to the 7th of April, which is today. It's the last Ooh. day today. Mm. Uh, the Royal Air Force has or deployed uh, six tornado GF4s for the exercise, uh, which uh, they will... Uh, uh, at times simulate the red force element effectively playing the part of the enemy that will attempt to breach the defences of the opposing forces from the USA, France, Germany, Portugal, Belgium and the Netherlands. They will also be playing blue friendly floor forces as well. It's good to see they're playing the bad guy and the good guy. So ex-Frisian uh, flag claims or exercise Frisian flag claims to provide air crew with experience of the planning and execution and debriefing of large-scale composite air co operations in realistic scenarios by allowing partner NATO nations to work alongside one in each other uh, to test each other's capabilities and develop a close working relationship and the missions that are going to be flown are varied uh, including uh, the uh, scenarios including um, protection escort of high-value aircraft and the attack of ground targets on the land and in sea and high threat environments which include opposing mm -hmm. fighter aircraft and ground-based Patriot and SA-6 missile batteries 
And uh, there's a few pictures on there which Matt, um, he, he might have put on the screen. I don't know. I was too busy reading the story. Nope. But uh, it's good to see that all our all our joint NATO forces all yes. getting on together and having Sorry, a, I, I spoke Sorry, I spoke it up. I've got a couple of gremlins in the, uh, in the oh, system. Oh, just don't, don't do feed them after midnight then. No, okay, yes. <laughs> So the next story... Uh, Otherwise you'll need a tornado to deal with it. Yeah. The next story is for you, Matt. On, is it? Yeah, oh, you want me to do some work? Yeah, oh. just this one. Oh, this one will do. Uh, okay, this is a picture story. This could be fun. Wish me luck. Uh, it, it, it is... Uh, Juno and Juniper helicopters arrive at RAF at Shawsbury. 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 Is that strawberries only? No. RAF Shawsbury. Uh, okay, the first three of the UK's new training helicopters for its armed forces have arrived at their new RAF Shawsbury home. A pair of Airbus helicopters, h one Juno HT1s and a single H145 Jupiter HT1 were flown to the Midlands site uh, on 3rd of April following a modification work at the manufacturer's UK facility at Oxford Airport. Uh, An additional four of the German-built helicopters, two of each type, are currently at Oxford being outfitted for the training mission. The UK Ministry of Defence is acquiring 32 new training rotorcraft, 29 Junos and three larger Jupiters, as part of a £1.1 billion, well that's $1.37 billion, to replace the current inventory of Bell Helicopter 412EP Griffin HD1s and AS350 Squirrel HD1s, uh, to be based at RAF Shawbury and RAF Valley, the twin-engined rotorcraft will be used to train Royal Air Force, Army Air Corps and Royal Navy crews. Ascent Flights Training, uh, the Babcock-Lockheed-Martin joint venture, will deliver the syllabus as part of its military flying training system contract with the UK Ministry of Defence. Uh, RAF Shawbury's Station Commander Group Captain Jason Appleton said that the arrival marks commencement of the build-up towards the start of the rotary wing element of the MFTS in April 2018. Is it great? They look very like. Are they? Are they like the Eurocopter things? They've got that same sort of enclosed rotor blade at the rear. Yeah, they are. Um, they're the the H135. They were formerly known as the EC135. Right. So it's uh, obviously produced by uh, Airbus. Right, okay. And, Hence uh, the rotary thing. Yeah, you might have seen these at, uh, when you were on your visit uh, last week, actually, over there. Oh, really? Um, no, we didn't see anything. No, didn't oh, see yes, any? we did. Yes, did. One, three, yeah, well, the H135, which is what this story's around. I can't it's remember. It's a twin-engined uh, helicopter. To be honest, uh, I was busy getting over, having flown over, so uh, I don't really remember a great deal of Owen will be able to tell us whether, whether we did actually see some helicopters. So that, that <laughs> helicopter you were just talking about, Matt, yep. apparently, according to Airbus's website, it's one of the quietest helicopters. Is it? It's class. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Yeah, on the uh, Aviation Extended podcast, I listened to part of that yesterday. They were talking about this, and one of the people that was actually flying that testbed helicopter said that the aircraft, the chase plane following him was louder than his helicopter. Really? So quiet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, for those in the YouTube chat room, you look at the pictures there. Yeah. You can see those. And uh, so the next story, Micah, uh, is uh, a, a nice, uh, nice story. I like this one. This would be it. Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting because the timing of the story is so far out that it's almost like, you know, it, it, it's almost like not quite news, just sort of. But it's but it's interesting. The U.S. Air Force is conducting some research for next generation fighter bomber, uh, next generation ejection seats for fighters and bombers. Now, what's going on is that the Air Force is planning to release a draft request for proposal. Sometime in the fourth quarter of 2017, so we're talking September through uh, through December, mm. for a f- and a final request for proposal in the second quarter of fiscal year 2018, 
where the Air Force will select two qualified sources and award contracts at the beginning of fiscal year 2019 regarding these new ejection seats. Now, the con it could open the door to uh, production of domestic ejection seats from United Technologies Aerospace Systems, UTAS, uh, and the uh, Advanced uh, Concept Ejection Seat, ACE, ACES. Uh, and uh, anyway, what this would do is take pl place of, I guess, the current ejection seat, which is made by Martin Baker, which is a uh -huh. UK company and has been making ejection seats. I mean, they invented the ejection seat. And wow. I believe that anybody that has to eject, they give a tie to. I think right. Nick talked about that at yeah. one time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, could you imagine? I mean, granted, they need to put out this request for proposal, and then it has to be tested. And by the time yeah. these ejection seats get placed in, in the new aircraft, it's probably going to be out into the 2030s, 2040s by the time they're all developed. But yeah, what an incredible true. piece of technology. Yeah. yeah, Martin Baker have been producing ejection seats continuously since 1946. Wow. And to date, they've produced over 75,000 ejection seats at uh, Martin Baker. So, yeah. 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 Because so before 1946, you didn't need an ejection seat. Really? You were able to stand up in the cockpit and climb out and jump over the edge and everything's fine. And, you know, you're okay. But when the planes got turned into jets and things yeah. got so fast, you, could know, you were not able to, you to move anymore, once you yeah. opened up the cockpit. So you needed to be ejected. That was wow. a major technological breakthrough that martin baker came up came up with saved a lot of lives Micah. saved mm -hmm. a lot of lives yeah. so Indeed. the last story and on the military segment it's uh, it's a bit of a, a blast from the past story it's a mm. nice story as well it's one yeah. uh, the headline it's on the uh, kingscountynews.ca and the headline living legends of world war Two to be honored uh, Greenwood uh, RNS on April the 7th uh, a unique recognition event will take place honoring seven living Avro Lancaster Second World War aircrew mm. members and one production line worker at the Aviation Museum at 14 Wing Greenwood. The Lancaster Living Legends guests will sign commemorative metal plaques to be permanently riveted in the museum's Lancaster display aircraft. The event will run from 11 a.m. Uh, noon. Uh, Commander Colonel Pat uh, Thalberger will honour the eight individuals with uh, uh, induction into the museum's Lancaster Living's Le uh, Legends program. Three veterans will attend while the others will be presented by family and friends. The Greenwood Military Aviation Museum Lancaster's Living Legends program recognises the contributions of surviving Second World War aircrew members and support personnel with hand-signed metal plaques engraved with their service details. And then, obviously, these are, like I said, riveted inside the museum's static Lancaster display aircraft. Uh, Lancaster Heavy Bombers were the mainstay of the Royal Air Force's Bomber Command, uh, formed in 1936, but put through a gauntlet of night flying missions over Europe through the Second World War. Crews came from all corners of the Commonwealth and a number of occupied nations. In all, 55,573 aircrew died flying on runs targeting enemy infrastructure, industries and shipping, and also on civilian relief drops through the Second World War. Canada augmented the program, uh, production of Lancasters late in the Second World War and eventually produced 430 of, uh, of these aircraft. At peak production in the, uh, 1945, one aircraft per day was built. Of these, 105 were lost uh, along with the hundreds of aircrew lives. 
Uh, Kilo Bravo 839, the museum's uh, display Lancaster, was produced by Victory Aircraft Limited of Malton, Ontario. Uh, the Greenman Museum's reconfiguration of its Lancaster aircraft will return uh, it to a Second World War bomber configuration, as flown by 405 Squadron, now based at 14 Wing Greenwood. Wow. As of 2016, the aircraft was midway through the reconfiguration and restoration process. Uh, the, man, uh, the mandate of the Greenwood Military Aviation Museum is to record, interpret and display the history of the Greenwood Air Base and its units from conception during the Second World War to today. Nice bit of news. That's good to see. Because uh, mm. we, we were lucky enough to have um, uh, two of the, the two Lancasters come to we the did. UK yeah. a few years back. <clears throat> yeah. uh, the Canadian one and also obviously the one we've got here in the UK. Mm. Is that a rear? That was, uh, they flew all around the UK at the yeah. various air shows. I, I got some mm. pictures of those when they came over the air show at Duxford uh, ah, when they yes, were here, course, yeah. uh, which mm. was amazing to obviously see. Uh, I think it was Thumper mm. and Vera, mm. yeah, uh, the right. two uh, Lancasters okay. uh, that flew uh, that flew over here at the air mm. shows. But no, fantastic bit of kit. Uh, Mike, have you, have you had a chance to... Um, I have never seen a Lancaster, oh, and I no. was thinking it's such, I mean, not one flying... I don't think I've seen one on display either, and it's it's such a shame because if I, based on, I only thought there was one, but apparently there are only two, two left yeah. flying, mm -hmm. wow. and um, with as sad. many as were built, and is how they, you know, flew in the war and and, and, and yeah. saved saved us from mm -hmm. so many things that there's only two left when there are so many B-17s and B-24s out there. And now we have two B-29s that are flying, but mm -hmm. only two Lancasters of all the ones that were made mm -hmm. are left are airworthy. It's it's mm -hmm. so sad. It is. It is. Uh, right, we're, we're going to move on to um, our next thing. We've got a couple of bits of uh, listener feedback that um, that uh, was basically, and, and I'm doing it basically because it was a result of a little trip that I might have took that, that we played some video out on yeah. last week's yeah. show. Uh, and I'm delighted to say we've had some lovely feedback from a couple of people um, uh, regarding my little outing. Uh, the first one is actually from a lovely, lovely person by the name of Steph Jackson. Uh, and the headline, uh, or, or headline, God, I'm reading it like it's a story. And the subject was <laughs> keep, up, uh, keep up the good work. It says, hi guys, I'm a, re I'm, I'm a fairly recent listener stroke watcher on a Friday night, but a long time aviation fan. I'm regular watch regularly watching at Leeds and Bradford Airport on the weekend. I have recently developed a strange fear of flying after a bad experience in the States, but watching and listening to Matt talk about his fear and then flying to France gave me some renewed sense of hope and I, I, it makes me feel less silly about my irrational fear. Just so, uh, uh, just so aligned to say, keep up the good work. Cheers, Steph Jackson. So no, thank you very much. Thank you, Steph. That was a lovely, lovely email. Thank mm. you, Steph. Uh, a really great. We had another one um, from a chap by the name of uh, Richard, uh, and he says, "Hey there, I've been listening to your show for about six months or so, and I must say I really enjoyed your last show, episode one five eight. I would love to join in the chat room, but I always seem to be busy when you do it live. As a fellow Harpjet cabin crew member, it was great uh, to to hear Owen this week flying the flag for us, and I hope he squashed some of the myths that you guys hear about us." Um, he said, I'm, I'm a, a PPL holder flying a Piper Archer from Nottingham Tolerton, uh, hoping to have a trip to Beckles one day this summer. It would be great to meet you guys if you're around uh, when I make that trip. So, well, we'll make sure we are. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Stay in touch, Richard, and we'll, we'll certainly do that uh, 
um, as soon as we can. But yeah, a couple of bits of great feedback um, from it. It's a, I'm a bit, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I think I ended up messaging Owen actually. I was a bit depressed on Wednesday, to be honest with you, because it was just like, oh, I had so much fun. It was really we were saying, we was, yeah. me and Matt were saying this afternoon actually that yeah. uh, that, that Owen, Owen is like, um, he, he's one of these people who is, is constantly <laughs> happy and I know, merry. I know, it's exhausting, um, isn't it? Yeah. And for, for, <laughs> for any of you guys in the, in the chat yeah. room or listening to the show who, who've had the, uh, the luck to meet to, to yeah. meet Owen he's yeah. such he's such a great guy he really is yeah and, uh, I mean, the yeah. energy is exhausting frankly yeah. but uh, yeah it was he, he is the he is the ultimate in cabin crew yeah isn't he <laughs> absolutely he, you know he's uh, yeah you, you, you hope he's on your flight especially you know because <laughs> I think he's about the only person I know who can make a make a harp jet flight less depressing oh than no no well, well done <laughs> no but thanks uh, no, thanks good. for your for your mm. feedback uh, yeah. that's very and can I just re- say something to I think it was Steph of Baker was the first feedback person yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we uh, we joke a lot about uh, Captain Al and yeah. uh, you know what a, what a goof he is and how much fun <laughs> yeah. he is to be around. Really? And, and that's yeah. all true. He's terrific Absolutely. and really yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also truly an incredible counselor and he does is. such he a is. great job with yeah. his Flight Fear Solutions and yeah. flightfearsolutions.com yeah. that if there is anybody it's listening that does yep, have a fear absolutely. of flying and would yep. like to work with someone to get over it. Yeah, yeah Al can yeah. joke around and be great on the show and, and, and all that other stuff, but he is really terrific at what he does. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend that uh, people get in touch with him and uh, and give, give, give Al the business. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I can speak from personal experience here. Obviously, I had a couple of sessions with, with Captain Al uh, in the summer just gone. And, you know, to, to sort of really get to, to that, that stage and then go go out on on an actual flight. Uh, unfortunately, Al wasn't able to uh, sort of accompany me on 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 my test flight, um, which is I know the normal procedure. Um, but um, as I say, Owen did a sterling job of, of sort of standing in. As I say, and I can recommend the distraction technique when you've got no idea that you're about to go roaring down the runway because you're being distracted by Owen. Uh, in my case, but yeah, seriously, it's uh, it, a fear of flying. I, I I know we we have a laugh and a joke at my expense about it, but everybody. He's been really understanding in the fact that it is it's the craziest, most irrational thing because you know, uh, you know, there's no way that it should be. You know, you should be scared of it, but you just are. It's just one of those things, isn't it? If, if you're not comfortable doing it, you're not comfortable doing it. So, I mean, I, I, well, I don't think anybody in this chat room would ever be uh, negative or unpleasant towards anyone in, who had a, a fear of flying. And as I say, if anybody does want to get to themselves, um, you know, perhaps more comfortable with flying, I cannot recommend Captain Al services enough and as uh, um, Micah said it is flightfearsolutions.com is where you go for that I say for speaking from personal experience I mean it, it, it's it's um, it's I'm never going to love flying like you guys do I, I accept that you know I'm, I'm never going to be a lover of it like what like you lot are but uh, as I say I mean uh, the, the flight on the way home was just I was a completely different person Sat in the sat in the in the actually Jeff like, Jeff yeah. made, Jeff and Steph and uh, Nick did make the comment on the yeah, uh, on the APG that show yeah. that they did mention after they'd played the feedback that you and Owen had sent in that you oh, from you did sound very uh, at home yeah uh, absolutely yeah I think a lot so, yeah. of that had to do with the company I've got to be honest um, because I was made <laughs> to feel very very comfortable and I must say also uh, the cabin crew um, certainly when we were recording on the way back there the cabin crew were absolutely wonderful as well so you know I, I think I'm speaking for the majority of, of you know cabin crew there they are genuinely doing that job because they're really nice people I think they have to be don't they Yeah. and they do get a bad rep quite a lot of the time and it isn't the glamorous job that everybody kind of hopes and or wishes it was 
was. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it is the cabin crew that can quite often be the difference between a bad flight and and, and a good flight, can't they? I mean, mm. I, I don't think their role is, uh, you know, sort of made made more important enough of, frankly. But very uh, true. Yeah. No, absolutely. good hats off to all you guys, all your yeah. cabin crew all around the world. You yeah, do fantastic agreed. jobs. Absolutely. So we've got a couple of uh, bits of news to uh, to tell everyone. Have um, we? Is this, some news? this week, yeah, we've got a little bit of news. Have we? A little oh, bit of okay. news. Okay, all right. This is uh, exciting. So, um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, the first bit of news we've got actually is uh, is something that most of you guys and girls will know about anyway. It's been on the cards for a while now. But me and Matt and Neville Bounds, yep, uh, we are and Pip and Pip as yeah, well. Yeah, and Pip. Yeah. We're all off. Uh, on Monday, on Monday yes, this, this coming to, Monday, a yeah. couple mm. of days' time, uh, we're off to London Heathrow for the day, we are. Um, courtesy of Adam Spink, one of our uh, brilliant uh, listeners of the show, and uh, he's going to take us round uh, London Heathrow Control Tower, we're going to have a look at the Control Tower mm. up, up the uh, up the top and, and gaze over the master that is Heathrow with all the runways. I'm so, um, my mind is blown by the, by the, I mean, <laughs> this is not an opportunity people normally get. I'm, I'm we're, we're very so lucky excited. indeed here yeah, at P2K. But yeah. Uh, yeah, me and Matt are off, off there this Monday and we're going to be doing a lot of recording, mm. a lot of interviewing and we're going to obviously incorporate them into the show over the mm. next few weeks. Yep. There'll be vi- uh, visual as well as uh, yes, audio yeah, stuff, yeah, hopefully uh, content so. yes, for the absolutely. show. Yeah, we're not quite hundred. We're not hundred percent sure quite what the the format of it will take um, because obviously we've got to iron out the finer details when we've got everybody in the room. Yeah. But, uh, I'm going yeah, to clear the memory card of my uh, my, yes, my Canon DSLR. I think it's a very camera, good idea. Yes, absolutely. Because I'll be taking yeah. probably about six and a half million photos yes, while we're there. Yes. Um, so that's that. Now, is it just you guys who are going? Or are you going with other people, or is it? Uh... It's just us four. Just yeah, us four. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, we, very we've, we've had to we've had to go through obviously a lot of security clearance things and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's um, CRB checks and all yeah, sorts. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, but uh, no, no, a massive thanks before we go, yeah, yeah. obviously to to Adam for sorting because yeah, it's been a monumental task for Adam yeah, to yeah, uh, sort this all out yeah, for absolutely. us. Can't to wait, allow can't us to really, go. Really, really looking forward to it. It's gonna be, it's gonna oh, be yeah. a great day, isn't it? And uh, another piece of news for those of yes. you who are in our uh, Twitter BFF uh, chat. Yeah. Uh, it's group. the multi the multi podcast chat multi, group. The yeah. multi podcast chat group on yeah. Twitter. We'll we'll know about this anyway. But uh, me and Matt had uh, a, a slight um, bit of a well, actually no, I, I had a slight bit of a. a, mm. a a melting moment uh, mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, uh, we can't go into too much detail. No, we're basically me and Matt, as you guys in the Twitter feed will know, me and Matt have been invited down to London to uh, to go and uh, have a go in a fixed base uh, 737-800 flight simulator, simulator yeah, for the absolutely. day. And yeah. uh, we're, we're going to attempt, uh, we're hopefully going down next Saturday. Yep. To Absolutely. London, mm-hmm. and me and Matt are going to go down there and spend. Uh, well, spending the morning, aren't we? At the I think uh, so, yeah, with, uh, with the yeah. guys there, mm-hmm. we're going to give obviously give a, food, but a bit more details when we get all the uh, mm-hmm. ins and outs through from uh, from the guys who have invited us down there. But yeah. it's very, 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 very exciting, exciting yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, they're actually going to mm-hmm. let me and Matt fly. The, uh, the simulator, which will be uh, rather now nice. Now, this, this facility is actually, uh, as I say, we'll give you more details, obviously, um, and near, nearer the time, but yeah. uh, uh, this facility is actually available for the public to come and yes, have a go, is. which is yeah. really quite exciting. Yeah. So uh, uh, We're going to be interviewing the two guys who, uh, who, who, who have, put the project who put the together, together yeah. and built the uh, simulator. It's mm-hmm. an, it is an actual simulator that yeah. is uh, approved and is used by the various training agencies yeah. for training pilots on the 737-800 uh, yeah. uh, aircraft yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah we were 
we're going to have a go. Yeah, I, I, I just got the Krypton <laughs> Factor music playing in my I head. Know, the that, I know, mean, that, that will only yeah. mean something to cer- people of a certain age. I mean, in the UK, there used to be a TV program called the Krypton Factor, uh, which was like a sort of like agility course. It was a mental arithmetic. It was, a, you know, sort of like puzzles and all sorts. But one of the rounds always used to be people having to try and land um, a Boeing. I think it was a, I think it was a 747, wasn't it? No, it was a 737. It was the 400. Uh, yeah, what the, the, they used to that try they and fly in simulator. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, um, absolutely. So. If, if any of you guys in the chat room wondering what the heck we're on about, yeah, if Google you uh, the Krypton factor, if you go yeah. on to YouTube and, and yeah. uh, type in the Krypton yeah. factor, was it Gordon uh, Gordon, Gordon Burns? Gordon Burns, Gordon Burns was Burns the presenter, was, yeah, and uh, part of the part of the game show is a kind yeah. of game show yeah. was that the contestants would uh, have to yeah. fly a seven three seven four hundred simulator and, and stuff. And it is a quality bit of viewing. If you if you get the chance, go on YouTube. YouTube, and there's loads of videos on there, but you'll be able to see Absolutely. it. Anyway, we get to do it for we get to do it. We get to do it ourselves. For real. So yes, yeah, so this is this is uh, you know I'm personally not holding out much hope for, for my attempt, but we'll see. Oh, um, I tell you what, yeah. I be, I, it's going to be so funny because you I'm, bet. I be, bet. Uh, do you know what? I, I bet you're after fantastic. The, co- the conversation <laughs> that we had a few weeks ago, I think, where we were talking about you know if if there was ever trouble in the plane, you'd you'd be quite happy to step up. Oh God, up. yeah. This is the one and only right. You've got your opportunity now to actually <laughs> prove Shy. that. You, to shine and actually yeah. show everyone that you're you're as good as you good as you think well, I you hope are. So. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. I bet you'll be bloody no, good. I, I, I really. I, I can't remember the last time I had time to play a computer game or anything, oh. mate. So I mean, well, I, we're we're gonna yeah. do some. Uh, yeah. We're gonna I, do some. I know what you're gonna there. do. You are gonna be on your little your flying simulator game that you've got. <laughs> you're gonna be playing that from now until next weekend. Oh, no I have only got up my phone now. I'm yeah. gonna have to play out my phone. Oh dear. Uh, but Never no, mind. but we're off there next Saturday. But so we're yeah. gonna do some filming and some good interviews and stuff. Lots of so we're stuff some great yeah. content for the show there. So, any uh, any last words from you, uh, Micah, about uh, anything? Obviously, mm. uh, Pittsburgh coming up in May, and uh, we'll Pittsburgh's coming up in May, and that's what I'm looking forward to the most. That's going to be great. The and then, family uh, are going to get back in, together. Uh, in June, the uh, uh, Udrahazi Center will be happening again with the Airplane Geeks, and it's possible that a friend of PTUK will be uh, attending uh, that show as well. And if that happens, that, that'll be on a Saturday. We may have to work out uh, with you guys a uh, live segment, uh, video, et cetera, no from the Udrahazi yeah. Center, and maybe set things up to record on that oh, yeah. Saturday. No sweat. Yeah, so, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep but I'll more about that. that later. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Have you enjoyed yourself this evening with us, Micah? Oh no, it's been miserable. Oh, okay. it's been See you later. The usual Bye. response. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it was a pleasure. Absolutely, always great to see you guys, and I can't wait till we can do this again live and in person, like we did yeah. at Farnborough, cool. and that's, that's going to be, be so, so much fun. Can't yeah. wait to yeah. to see my 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 nephews. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, that, I, it's nice to see actually before we before we uh, go it's nice to see Dr. Steph she, she is just oh, she just popped in yeah she's popped in yeah. bless her yeah just in time to go home yeah. she's now driving home <laughs> she, oh no bless yeah. oh no yeah uh, it's the Friday oh it's the Friday home commute isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, be, drive care, drive safely Steph mm, drive safely yeah, absolutely so that is why we're going to bring episode 159 of the Playing Talking UK podcast to a close uh, it's been an absolutely fantastic show thanks again to Micah for joining us live on the show 
show tonight. So Thanks for taking uh, taking the time out of your your afternoon mm. uh, to join us. It's very kind of you. Yeah. Uh, Miriam says, "Don't forget your pre-pit shopping trip from, uh, to New York. Uh, Tiffany boxes are always impressive. Apparently, this, I think this is for Gemma. I think. Yeah, I know. She's <laughs> already got us. Get me the list. Yeah, she's got soon. Actually, Gemma did say she's going to get yep. a list to you, uh, to Micah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's yeah, going to cost fine. you a lot of diamonds. You realise oh, no. this, don't you? <laughs> oh, anyway, that is where we bring episode one five nine to a close. Thank you very much for watching, as always, and we'll see you. Not hundred percent sure which day. Did we work out what day? Anyway, next Friday. Next Friday. <coughs> no, no, because Friday's Good Friday. Good Friday. So we're yeah. going to do Saturday morning. We're Something do like that. I think morning. we're going to do a Saturday morning. We yet. might do a Saturday morning show, guys and girls. Yeah. So we'll, um, we'll work it all out. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it. Anyway, out. so so watch the usual uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook feeds uh, mm. for um, publishing times of when we're actually going to be live yes. next week. But from all of us here in the studio, it is time to say goodbye. Wave. We were busy chatting there. We were actually